Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Learner's Corner Podcast. This is the podcast for lifelong learners where we learn from anything and everything. My name is Caleb Mason. My name is not Caleb Mason. It is Todd Hicksonball, a.k.a. the Todd Father. And we have a great episode for you today. Today, actually, who are we talking with today, Todd? Um, uh, have you told me yet? I forget. Is it somebody important? Yeah, today we're talking with Erwin McManus. That guy. Yeah. What? If you've never heard of Erwin before, here's a little bit about him. Google his name. He is an iconoclast. What's that word mean? I don't know. You were telling me about it earlier. Love it. (laughs) Anyway, an iconoclast, if you don't know, is a person who attacks cherished beliefs or institutions. And if you've listened to Erwin. If you read anything he's done. He does that. He is one of the people who challenge my thinking the Ugh, most so he's, much. he's an artist and cultural thought leader known for his integration of creativity and spirituality he is the founder of mosaic a church movement started in the heart of hollywood with campuses across los angeles orange county and mexico city and a global community that spans uh, spans across the world he's also an acclaimed author of some of our favorite books the last arrow the artisan soul and others his books have sold more than a million copies and wow. guess what? We get to talk with him, actually. You, I you get to talk, talk with him. him. Yeah. But, hey, it's still, it was it was a good conversation. Now, this episode today is going to be a little bit shorter. Um, but that's okay. Because that's different. Because it's super valuable and we wanted to provide it yep. for you anyway. Anyway, thank you so much for our sponsor for today, Sam Massey. Sam, who, you da bomb. Who is the creator of our podcast music that you've been listening Basically, to. Basically, we have club music now. Yes, exactly. Love it. Anyway, so if you have any uh, needs for music or even video work, Sam is your person to go to. And you can reach out to him and find out all of his contact info in our show notes. Now, before we get to our conversation with Erwin, we have our Learner's Corner recommended resource of the week. And so I have it this week, and it's a book that I've been reading, or I'm, well, you guys know me, I, I listen to things. Um, it's called I Know Why the Caged Bird Sings by Maya Angelou. This book, oh my goodness. I love missing Maya Angelou. Is it Maya Angelou or Maya Angelou? I don't know. I've never heard somebody, I guess, say I it. literally think you just said it the exact same way. I don't know. I don't know how to – I just don't know. Well, anyways, regardless, who cares? This book is amazing. Um, I've been just – it's really been challenging my thinking. It's been just challenging my thinking a lot. And so I really suggest you go grab this book. I'm not quite all the way through. I'm about – I'm probably three-quarters of the way through. And wow, like this is one that I'm going to have to – that I'm going to have to probably purchase as well. I've been listening to it. I'm going to have to purchase it because it's really challenging my thinking. Awesome. I'm going to throw out – one other thing because i forgot to mention it earlier as well Irwin's podcast the battle ready podcast that yeah. he does with his son aaron super good top quality highly content recommend yeah that as well and he mentions he mentions that by the way he'll mention that in the podcast so awesome well as we mentioned today todd is talking with Irwin. so here is todd's conversation with Irwin mcmanus well, I'm delighted today to be joined uh, by Pastor Erwin McManus. Erwin, how are you doing today? I'm doing great sitting here in Los Angeles, California. It's sunny, blue skies, and beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> we were just talking for a, for, for a minute before we started that it's the opposite here in Ohio today. So, 
Um, that's awesome. Well, Erwin, uh, you uh, you have a book coming out uh, called The Way of the Warrior. Um, and and it's it's the your your latest book. Um, can you, I just wanted to to ask you this question to start off? Um, the the subtitle is um or sorry, not the subtitle. The, the one of the chapters it's the warrior fights only for peace, which sounds really counterintuitive. Can you explain why you wrote that and what it looks like to fight for peace? And just can you also just explain this this book to us to start? Sure. Well, the book just came out at the end of February. And so it's been uh, on the shelf for about uh, two weeks now, and it's uh, been really exciting just to see the initial response all over the all over the world, really. And a huge part of it is that we live in a time of such violence and rage and anger and turbulence and uncertainty. And I uh, I wrote this book in um, in a response to um, really this epidemic across our our nation and across the world of depression, anxiety, panic attacks, um, phobias, and how even now kids that are 22 years old are struggling with panic attacks, 28 years old are on medication for depression, 15-year-olds are struggling with suicidal thoughts. And it's all like the, the battle that really needs to be won right now is the, the battle for inner peace because we have a world that's at war because our soldiers are at war and we're never going to have world peace until we have inner peace. And so I I wrote this book to say that peace is not something that happens by accident. Inner peace does not happen in some arbitrary way. It's a struggle, it's a battle, and you have to fight for it. Now, with that, I mean, there's there's lots of things going on that, that are actual medical things. I'm just thinking of, of the fact that some people just do have um, medical reasons for things. But but as I just was reading through the book, uh, a lot of what you what you're talking about is there are pieces of things that we can control. Um, and that leads to this this idea of uh, a qual- one of the qualities of the warrior that you describe, which is mastering your mind. So, so my question for you is this: What helps you master your own mind when things seem out of control? Yeah, and I want to go back to that statement because to say something is medical does not mean that irreparable that you cannot mm. um, um, actually engage in strengthening your own. Um, psychological, emotional, relational um, resilience. Uh, I was in a psychiatric chair by the time I was 12 years old mm. and in and out of the hospital. And I'm someone that would have been considered uh, to be uh, a candidate for lifelong medication. Or, um, and, and what I want people to realize is in the same way that um, I mean, I've broken things, you know, broken bones, I've destroyed knees, I've had all kinds of of uh, surgeries along the way. And one of the things you discover is that I had a knee injury and they told me, I asked, how long will it take for me to recover? And they said, it could be three months in two years. It might be um, never. Mm. And I said, determines that. And I said, well, uh, people have a, a psychological um, struggle for resilience, recovery, and, um, and people recover very quickly, not because their bodies are stronger, but because their minds are stronger. And, and I think one of the things that we really don't get so oftentimes as a follower of Christ is that there's a need to develop um, mental resilience. And we just always almost attribute it to superstition, mm-hmm. magic, you know, just pray and get better, or just pray and they'll go well. Rather than realizing that you have to go through a process when you have um, a ligament or an Achilles or, or break a bone, you have to recovery process when you've been emotionally, relationally, psychologically damaged and broken when you're and 
been part of my life journey has been learning, covering, and unwrapping that that recovery process, moving toward resilience. Sure. And I imagine that this, in, just in the same ways as a person would, would go through rehab and stuff, there, there has to be ways for a person to strengthen themselves. What are, what are some of the things that you found helpful for you that, that have helped you to be able to strengthen your yourself, your mind, um, your emotions? What have been some things that you've come back to consistently? I'm thinking, I mean, obviously you're a pastor, so, you know, scripture and, 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 and prayer and things like that. But what are some other things maybe that you, that you have gone back to that have helped you to really master yourself and strengthen yourself over time? And, and and that that's a little bit of irony, right? You feel like you have to say scripture and prayer because we're Christians, right? <laughs> and, right, exactly. And because, and because I'm a pastor, but the problem is that there are people who pray more than me, and are more faithful to the scriptures than me, and have not moved toward resilience. Mm. And that's a part of what I'm trying to address: is we we keep making people who are dealing with these issues of brokenness as if they're not more spiritual than us. And the truth is many of them are far more spiritual than us, mm. are far more faithful than us, and have a deep, profound love for God. It goes back, Todd, to what you said about asking the question about your mindset. How do you gain mastery of your mind? Um, I, I've been involved with three different neuro clinics um, for neurological research in the United States. And uh, it's interesting how just recently one of them has come out with this uh, observation Gratitude is the lubricant of the brain. This is not philosophical. This is not religious. This is not Christian. This is pure neurological observation that when a person is ungrateful, it rigidifies their brain and they become less creative, less imaginative, and less capable of solving problems and functioning. When a person is grateful, it actually lubricates the brain. It makes you more imaginative, more creative, and more capable of solving problems. You see possibilities and opportunities everywhere. And it's to me fascinating that the scriptures, you know, thousands of years before neuroscience understood the power of gratitude. Mm. And, and, you know, and I, I want to move gratitude out of a cliched response to how Christians are supposed to be, to realizing that expressing gratitude in your life actually makes you mentally more pliable, adaptive, and resilient. Gratitude creates mental resilience. And one of the ways that that is applied is you have to take time every day to look for things that you're thankful for. You have to train your brain to see beauty and wonder all around you. You have to train your mind to see the things that you're grateful for, all the good in your life. And sometimes what people don't realize is that your brain is very, very lazy. Not just yours, mine. All of our brains are very lazy. Mm. So our brain will move into whatever rut we've established. So if every day we're ungrateful, if every day we're cynical, if every day um, we're, um, um, we see the worst of life, if every day life feels as if it's a dead end, your brain automatically moves there. And so you have to actually begin to retrain your brain. The moment you start going, there's no hope, you have to start looking for hope. The moment you become ungrateful, you have to actually start becoming grateful. You have to choose to take on the mindsets that will actually heal you. What's something as you were writing this book, just through the process as you were maybe just even researching or, or thinking, what's something that really surprised you that came out of this book? Um, maybe whether it's in your personal life or something that you just, maybe you had an epiphany and realized something that you had, had not understood before. Well, 
you know, one of the things that is um, that I get the benefit of is when I write book, I get books, I get response really quickly. And I was just in an event with I don't know eight, ten thousand women, and um, I asked one who struggled with depression, with stress, anxiety, that desperately needed to be free from these overwhelming emotions to stand and. I think about 70% of people in the room stood up. Wow. And I, I knew pandemic. I didn't know it was a crisis. And, um, and I think that, that what we were 20 years ago thought today um, was a subsidiary of culture or of global culture or of, of our human has actually become the mainstream um, experience in everyday life. Yeah. Well, I can tell just by reading the book and and by hearing some of the things that you've been doing recently, this is really a passion point for you right now. What's coming up, maybe maybe that's been born out of the book or that you're going to be doing, continue, trying to continue this conversation around the way of the warrior and the things that you advocate for in the book? You know, my, my wife is a very practical person and actually um, my kids are too and they're always, dad, you know, uh, you do really well to change the way we see reality and people need practical handles to know what to do. And so my son and his team has been working really hard at uh, creating erwinmcdance.com. We've got um, video resources, written resources. We have, uh, we have Bible studies. We have um, uh, processing material so that people can actually take what they're learning in the chapters and apply it to the everyday life. And all that stuff is online for free. It's not like a secondary surplus income or anything like that. We're just trying to help people apply the truths of each code in the book and define the wholeness that they're searching for. That's amazing. Maybe a little bit off topic of the book, but what's something that's exciting you right now, whether it's in church world or if it's just in leadership or create or the creative space, what's something that's exciting you right now in the world today? Well, I mean, obviously, my whole focus right now is just getting the message out of this book, and mm. uh, that is the most exciting thing that's happening. But uh, we're on the corner of Hollywood Boulevard and La Brea, and um, we're in, we, we've been in L.A. for 30 years, and um, we've never owned any property. We've moved all over the city. We've been in nightclubs and bars and or, you know, or, uh, storefronts, and, and so we may have an opportunity in the next few months to actually buy a property. And, Hollywood Boulevard and create a presence for the church there permanently. And that for me is so exciting. That's amazing. That's amazing. And, and Erwin, just as we're wrapping up, um, what's something that you are learning right now? <laughs> well, I think we've just been talking about everything yeah. I am learning. Yeah. And you know, the, the great challenge of being a writer is that you finish your book, but you're always learning, sure. right? you, you know, and, and a book is a snapshot in a moment in time and you're able to put your best thinking on paper, but you're always still processing and learning and developing and growing. And, and, um, you, you know, and I'm 60 years old now and I feel, um, more, um, curious and, um, you know, more determined to learn than any time in my life. And I think the thing I really am learning more than anything is that, that as long as you're curious about people and interested in humanity, and as long as you care about helping make the world better, you're, you're always learning new things. You're always seeing the world in a new way. And, and, uh, and that the world really desperately needs all of us to bring our best selves every day to life. Yeah. 
Love that. Well, Erwin, thanks so much for, for coming on the Learner's Corner today and talking with us. If folks want to find the book, if they want to, if they want to find you online in whatever space that is, where can they go to do that? Sure. Of course, the book's available everywhere. It's available in Barnes and & Nobles and Amazon. Um, but uh, the easiest way to access the book and other um, material is erwinmcmanus.com. And we have a podcast at Mosaic, so if they want to join us on uh, YouTube or iTunes for the Mosaic podcast, and me and my son Aaron have a, um, a podcast called Battle Ready. And I uh, encourage people to come join us and listen in on that. Awesome. Well, thanks, Erwin, so much. Okay, Todd, let me know what what were some of the things that you took away from your conversation with Erwin. Well, I think that the the thing that that I that really struck me, and, and it was really the, the the bulk of the conversation was his this idea that he talks about about um, uh, he really gets into this whole thing where you know a person a person can through prayer and through meditation and through really working on that on how they view themselves and, and on their own mind space mm-hmm. um, how how they can act there's tons of stuff that they can do to cure and even fix things like depression and all sorts of stuff and he did has all this research this great research that that um, is in the book by the way because we've you know that's in the yeah. book about um, about this but I found it really interesting one of the things that he said is that in the times in his life when he when he was at his darkest um, he, he found that by being mindful of his thoughts and by being mindful of the things that he was focusing on, it, he could shift he could shift things and it really would would help him and even at times help him to come out of depressions or, or with anxiety and stuff like that. So really, really, I that was good. That was good. Yeah, that's one of the things that I'm, I'm currently going through the yeah. book and I just finished up the chapter about that in the way of the yep. warrior, which is his book, which is out now. Yeah, um, that really stood out to me. So if you want to check out his book, check out our show notes for it as well. And also, we want to remind you that the best way to make sure that you don't miss a single episode of the Learner's Corner podcast is by subscribing to our podcast on whatever podcast player you use. And our next episode, we are looking back on the month of April Hey-o. and reflecting on everything that we learned from, from podcasts to books to life lessons to music to so on and so forth and all of the goodies. And the best way to make sure you don't miss that episode is by subscribing to our podcast and whatever podcast player you use. Do it. Also, while you're at it, leave us a rating and write a review of the podcast as well if we brought you any value. And also, thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Thanks for Irwin for talking with us. Thanks to Sam for sponsoring this episode. You can find uh, ways to connect with them in our show notes. And once again, thanks so much for listening to the Learner's Corner episode today with Erwin McManus. My name is Caleb Mason. My name is not. It's Todd Hicksonball. And until next time, I'm going to let you say it this time, Todd. Keep learning. Keep growing. Deuces, y'all. Yes! Yes!